My brother and I both got a huge inheritance. Well, it's huge now. My brother sold his half when it was worth about the value of a car. I still have mine and now it's worth a substantial amount of money. So my brother and his girlfriend are trying to take my half of the inheritance for me now. And this is what happened. Make sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell to turn on notifications. When my brother was 16 and I was four, my grandmother set aside a share portfolio for us. As soon as we were old enough, it was transferred to our own accounts and it was only four years later that my brother dipped heavily into his and bought a new Honda. I knew about mine for much longer than he did before it became mine and watched it grow since I understood what it was. By the time I was given full control, it was already worth a ridiculous amount of money because a big portion of it was invested in Apple. I'm torn on using the funds locked up as they are because dad drilled it into me to leave it to grow until I'm 40 something. I don't talk much with my brother. He's done some stupid things to the family over the years and I didn't really grow up with him so all I usually hear about his life comes through our dad. His new girlfriend works in law though and I've received a formal letter from them both that the investments my grandmother made were designed to be for both of us to use not just for me to use alone and his was only worth around $15,000. The number is right but mine was only worth that at the time that he spent it too. They won half of the value of my inheritance now and his his girlfriend has informed me if I don't give them access, then the legal fees and fines would eat up my half and I'd be left with nothing. The dividends alone support a huge part of my life and they've saved me a few times. If half of that disappeared, it would set me back years. I know it sounds selfish, but I'm really used to having the extra income to back me up when I've wanted to move. I've lived in four states by my own choice and I want to move and take in more before I settle down if I ever do. How likely is it that they'll win this and leave me with nothing? As far as I know, there was no paperwork or will, just my grandmother's word. She set up my brother's account when he turned 19, but she gave them to dad at the same time as my brother got his and transferred the whole lot to me six years ago. For my share, I have all the logins, the trading accounts, and the bank accounts are in my name. And the shares are all solely in my name too. Should I find my own lawyer? And if I need one, what kind do I need? I have an accountant that I've used for years, but this doesn't seem like an accounts problem, but a law one. What? What should I do? There was an update from the future that said, mostly good news. I worked with my dad and got my own lawyer. I got the timeline of my shares wrong, but it comes out to be the same. What my brother and I inherited from my grandmother was originally part of my grandfather's portfolio. He was the money savvy one. My grandmother looked after those after he died and she personally set up my brother's accounts and gave him control of his part. She didn't do the same with mine before she died. I thought she had already set up the accounts for me and given control to my dad before passing. Instead, the shares were in her will and she left everything she owned to my dad with instruction that was what the $15,000 worth when my brother got his equivalent part would go to me when I was old enough to know how to take care of them. There was no trust. She just trusted my dad. My dad did the right thing and set up accounts for me and gave me control six years ago. My dad put some of his own shares in too as an extra leg up. My dad admitted to me he chewed out my brother last year when he came to him asking for money and my dad supported him several times over the years and it got to the point that he's had enough. My brother found out that I still had my investments because my dad had used me as an example of how my brother should have been using money. That's how my brother found out that I still had my shares and that they'd grown in value to what they are now. According to all that information,
information my lawyer tells me I'm in the clear, but it's not going to get to the point of finding that out in court as my brother's girlfriend was only a legal secretary. I say was because the firm she worked for apologized and informed my lawyer that she was terminated immediately. The letter I received from them had been edited to put her name in a position higher up than it should have been and some of the contact information had been changed. A week after she was fired, my brother visited me begging me for money. His girlfriend is in serious debt and she took a chance on scamming cash from me and lost. I felt awful rejecting my own brother over and over and if he hadn't involved his girlfriend needing an amount well into five figures, I might have given him some money. The next morning I found out all my tires had been slashed. Forget about him. I don't feel bad anymore. The rest of the comments in the previous post made me realize that I don't know nearly enough about what I'm doing with the shares and dividends and money in general. A lot of the decisions I've made have been with dad's help and his advice has paid off well so far, but not because I knew it would but because I had no idea what I was doing and I left it up to him. I've booked in to work with a financial advisor to make the most of what I have, but what do you think I should do? The money in this situation is a surface level problem that is probably going to have real lifelong consequences for the relationship between the two brothers. The older brother who sold his portfolio probably doesn't realize the way that this is going to color the way that the OP sees him for the rest of his life, especially since he wasn't just asking for money, which the OP said he would have helped him out with. He tried to trick him with the fake legal notice that his girlfriend set up for him. And the money wasn't even for him. It was for his girlfriend's debt. I mean, the whole thing just makes it sound like the brother and his girlfriend just don't think the OP should have this money at all, regardless of what they're going to use it for or what they were planning to use it for. This situation is the fast track to ruining a familial relationship, especially since lawyers are getting involved now. But let me know what you would do if you're in the situation. Your family member came to you asking for your half of the inheritance and then try to pull this stunt on you. Jerk or not a jerk. Let me know down below. My husband lost his mind because I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Before we were married, my husband asked me to be a stay-at-home mother to his daughter from a previous relationship. I said no because I wasn't at that point in my career yet. Now, we are married and about to have our own first child together and things have changed so I now want to be a stay-at-home mom for our son so I don't have to put him in the hands of strangers and send him off to daycare. When I told my husband this, he lost it on me saying that I... I broke our agreement and that it was disgusting, the obvious favoritism I was showing our son over his daughter Lizzie. That it wasn't fair that Lizzie didn't get a stay-at-home mom and our son did. He had a psychotic break and I had to leave and stay with my mother and now a divorce is on the table. That is the recap of everything so far. If you want to hear the actual full story up to this point, click the playlist link at the top of the description and go to the video right before this one. So now we jump into the future to see what the outcome of everything was. Hi everyone, I know it's been a long time, but I just wanted to give a brief update while I still have time. I put small whales to shame with my current size and my baby is ready to burst out of me in just a few weeks, although technically he could come any day now. So, after my last post, my husband's brother and best friend went over there to figure out what was going on. My boss was gracious and let me start maternity leave early, saying to take my time and figure out what I'm going to do and my job is ready for me when I come back. So they are taking really good care of me. I also got a personal therapist because obvious reasons are obvious. I was a numb shell for a while and one day I just broke and started crying and crying and crying and could not stop for the life of me. I don't think I've cried that hard ever in my life. My therapist has been a great part of my support system in guiding me through my issues and supporting my decisions. So... 
As I said, my husband's brother and friend went over there to talk to him and they told me that he told them that he was pissed off I was breaking our previous agreement and that he couldn't help but feel that I didn't love Lizzie or that I loved our son more and that maybe he made a mistake marrying me because now I was picking sides and being unstable and that I had left when he told me to treat the children fairly because he didn't think our son should get a stay-at-home mom because Lizzie didn't and they completely ripped into him. His best friend Craig asked him what he was on to come to such a ridiculous conclusion. He pointed out all I had ever done for Lizzie and that me being a part-time working stay-at-home mom would benefit her too because I would be able to do more things with her and spend more time with her. And also that he was a moron and I was smart and clearly not after his money because I could have been a stay-at-home mom just for her and let him be the sole financial provider, but I didn't. His brother Daniel was even more blunt. Daniel called my husband a jerk and a D-bag and said point blank that he didn't deserve me. He said my husband was being a controlling jerk and punishing me for his B of an ex-wife that he shouldn't have married and reproduced with in the first place. Apparently, there was a lot of family anger on my husband's side for him marrying and having kids with his ex-wife and I won't go into it. Anyway, Daniel said I was the best thing that ever happened to him and Lizzie and he was ruining it with his own two hands and he better man up and get over his ex and start treating me better and appreciating me more and that he was being a bad parent to Lizzie and our son by thinking that forcing me to return to work was okay because that made it fair and that I was a far better mother to Lizzie than his ex-wife ever was and I did a good job of showing my love for her. I wrote that my husband started texting me in my last post And then he started blowing up my phone, begging me to come back and that he couldn't function, etc. He also broke my rule and said Lizzie wasn't doing well without me, which really angered me and broke my heart because I love that little girl. But it felt so manipulative. I basically told my husband that if he continues to use Lizzie as a reason I should come back, I will be filing for divorce and I will not be with someone who uses a child as a manipulation tool. And that I didn't want to be a replacement mom for Lizzie. I wanted to be his wife and have a family with him that included Lizzie. I said get a therapist and into couples counseling with me or he would be getting divorce papers because because I will not have my son in a toxic, controlling environment. My husband agreed to both, saying he couldn't live without me and he knew he needed help. Our couple's therapist was great. She touched on all the issues I wrote about and tried to get my husband to see he was being unfair and controlling and that while it was understandable, he would have a lot of fear and pain from his previous marriage. It was cruel to take out his issues on me because I had never wronged him and was not his ex-wife. So why Why was he making me pay for what she did to him? It basically boiled down to my husband being afraid of me becoming like his ex and that I would favor our son and hurt his daughter or love her or not love her anymore. The therapist touched on the issue of his kids versus my slash our kids. She said my husband needed to keep in mind that it is natural to feel more connected and attached to a biological child as opposed to a stepchild. She told my husband that while both Lizzie and our son were his children, this was not the case case for me. And not only was that natural and expected, it was okay. She asked, had I not been loving and kind with Lizzie? Had I not taken care of her? Did I not go out of my way and sacrifice for her as any other parent would do? My husband replied hesitantly, but positively to all the questions. So she then said, there was nothing wrong with my feelings or changing my mind. As long as I continue to treat Lizzie with love, respect, 
and kindness, then there wasn't a problem. She also pointed out that while he might be affronted because Lizzie is also his biological child, it was not fair of him to expect I feel the same love and connection to her as he did, that it was in fact impossible because I had not carried her, gave birth to her, nursed her, and didn't come into my life until she was already a little girl. She said there are many kinds of love and me having this special bond with the baby and wanting to stay home and nest was not only natural, it didn't mean I had lost any maternal love for Lizzie, that it wasn't less or wrong or unfair, just different. And then one of the biggest mistakes biological parents make with the step-parent is guilting or bullying them about their feelings towards the stepchildren versus biological children and insisting that it has to be exactly the same. She said, while that is also a natural and protective instinct, that the biological parent actually ends up being the one causing the friction and tension and making both the step-parent and child feel inferior. And if care is intense, taken. The stepchild can end up being the favored one because the biological parent tries to make up for favoritism they believe exists. This was starting to be my feeling. She wrapped up by saying parents tend to have favorites even among biological children, but that the key was to not act on that or make it obvious. And that was what I was doing and it sounded like I had done a great job so far and that we were ahead of the game because Lizzie was excited about the pregnancy and had a very positive and close relationship with me. My husband tried to argue saying me staying home with our son but not her was blatant favoritism. The therapist countered with many of the points made in the last post. Number one, that I was not in a place in my career at that time to work from home. I would have had to quit my job at the time in order to do so. Number two, I was not in a place in our relationship to be a stay-at-home mom. I was not yet married and didn't feel comfortable giving up my financial security without being married. Number three, that Lizzie was already ready to be in preschool. She wasn't an infant and that most people wouldn't want to give up a career they loved to stay at home full-time to a child that didn't need full-time care and that they had had no biological connection to. And lastly, number four, Lizzie wouldn't know the difference because she was old enough to know that I wasn't her mother and didn't come into the picture until she was past the baby slash toddler stage. And that even small children can understand babies need more care than preschoolers, especially if it's explained calmly to them. In short, she said that the fact that I was more than happy to spend more time with Lizzie, wanted her to be in the baby's life, wasn't being territorial or aggressive about the pregnancy, and was still taking an active role in Lizzie's life were very good signs and that we were in fact doing much better than many step families in our positions. I'm sorry to say, but my husband tried but just couldn't accept it. We tried going on family outings more and therapy, but he backed out saying he felt that he was being ganged up on and that nobody was on his side. He simply could not see why I should stay home to work with the baby. I asked him point blank if he even wanted the baby and seemed shocked and he said of course he did. He just wanted to make sure that his daughter got what was owed her. In the end, he refused to compromise and frankly I saw it as being blatantly unfair and cruel to our son to insist that he had to be put in daycare or given to a nanny all in the name of fairness despite both his therapist and ours explaining fairness does not always mean equality. It's like he didn't want to see how me being a stay-at-home mom would also greatly benefit his daughter. I think my husband expected me to cave. All it did was make me lose love and affection for him, especially when he quit therapy. I warned him if he did or tried to insist on having his way, I would be filing for at the very least a legal separation. I think he thought that I was bluffing because when nothing changed, I went straight to the attorney's office. He was completely shocked when I had him served. I have arranged a semi-formal custody agreement. I will keep the working from home arrangement while 
staying with my parents. My husband is not allowed to be in the birthing room when I go into labor. He has to stay in the waiting room. He can see and hold our son, but he will have to do it while I am there with someone else there. I insisted on this because I am frankly very afraid now of my husband and I do not trust him at all. My husband is consumed with shock and grief. His family is furious with him and completely supports me, although of course they are very upset by the whole thing. I have told all of his family that they are more than welcome to come to the birth and hold a baby. In fact, I want them there so they can supervise my husband with the baby so that he doesn't do something horrible. My husband texts and calls me constantly. He says he can't believe that I'm doing this. Why can't I listen to him and understand him? Please come back and be a family again, etc. I have told him he needs to get back into therapy and that I need to be able to trust him with our son. And that trust will only come when I see a change in his attitude regarding our son and my stepdaughter. And that I need to feel like a wife to him and not just a mom to Lizzie. I love Lizzie. I truly do. I cry every day over losing her. But I didn't marry my husband to be her mom. Although I knew that was part of the package deal, I did it because I love my husband and I wanted a life with him. Lizzie calls me often and I talk to her. I've seen her a few times since this fiasco. Her father is not allowed to talk about her to me because I feel that he's being manipulative. But I don't want to cut Lizzie out cold turkey either. I love that girl. I truly do. I've cried so many tears over her going through this. I tell Lizzie I love her very much that none of this is her fault and that I'm doing the best I can to make things work. I tell her I still want her to be in my life and her brother's life and that she's the best bonus daughter and sister in the world. I've heard from my husband's family Lizzie is not taking our separation well and has even screamed in her dad for quote, making both of my mommies leave. I've been afraid Lizzie would hate me for this, but in fact, just the opposite has happened. Her grades are failing. She's depressed and cries all the time and has become very disrespectful to her dad. I have begged my husband to please get that girl counseling, and he has, which has been helping her. The guilt I feel is overwhelming and crushing. I feel like I've single-handedly destroyed my family, but I know I am making the right decision by sticking to my gun and insisting that I be treated with love and respect and that my husband can do the same for both of the kids. I can't fix him. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And if he's unwilling to get help for his issues, I have no future with him. I'm not willing to go for divorce yet, hence the legal separation. My husband insists he wants this to work. I said I need to see some changes in his life, starting with him getting back into therapy. I want to save my marriage 
but I've done all I can and if my husband won't do his part then there's nothing I can do except move on. I've told my husband if he has not gotten therapy by the time our son is a month old I will be filing for divorce and that if he takes advantage of this hurts me or even thinks of dating other people again. I will be filing for divorce. All in all, it's a sad update, but one that is a type of catharsis for me, so I thought I would share. So in conclusion, my husband and I went to counseling, but my husband didn't want to listen. He backed out and basically said it was his way or the highway. I've now filed for separation. His family is on my side. Lizzie is crushed. I miss her every day. My life feels like it's falling apart and I am heartbroken, but I'm trying to stay strong. If my husband doesn't get into therapy in the next couple of months, or there's any more of this treatment, or he tries dating other people, I am filing for divorce. Am I the jerk? It seems like some people doubt that the OP cares for Lizzie as much as she says she does, but I don't think that's the case at all. I think she just has a different relationship with her than her son. It is sad that the husband is weaponizing his daughter to use against her because that doesn't help anyone in this situation. And luckily the OP put down a very clear line where she knew that was going to happen and asked him not to do it ahead of time. And he still crossed that line. The whole situation seems very hard to resolve because both people have have their own ultimatums for each other. The husband demands her not to be a stay-at-home mom because Lizzie didn't have a stay-at-home mom and the OP has told the husband he needs to get back into therapy and she needs to be able to trust him with the son and that trust will only come when she sees a change in his attitude regarding our son and my stepdaughter and that the therapy has to have the intended effect and he can't just quit it. I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. In this situation it seems like they completely built their lives around each other without knowing how the other one would react in a situation as serious as this and the answer is neither one of them is willing to compromise the op sees it as i want to save my marriage but i've done all i can and if my husband won't do his part then there's nothing i can do except move on and if i had to guess i would assume that the husband probably thinks something equivalent to that that he's done all he can do on his end but she is being unreasonable because both people see it from their perspective only. But the question is, how do you see it? Who do you think is in the right? Who do you think is in the wrong? And who is the jerk, if anyone? Let me know what you think down below. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free, cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.